In the beginning, God, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And the earth was formless and void, right? And the spirit covered up the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So the beginning of creation, God created light. And so we see light in the heavenly bodies, the stars, the sun, the moon, our candles, this terrible artificial light that we insist on having in the sanctuary, right? So we have light, right? But what I want you to understand is there's a difference at this type of light. And that light goes like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light of Jesus Christ is the light of the eternal God, which has become flesh. And so when we say in the creed that Jesus is God of God, light of light, we are talking about the substance of the essence of God. We are making a distinction that this is no mere natural light. That's what I want you to understand. That when the transfiguration occurs, that what the apostles are experiencing is the uncreated light of God. And that's why in trying to explain it, they're saying, nothing on earth could make it this light. Nothing on earth could create this level of brightness. They're experiencing the divinity of Jesus Christ. And I want to make a note here that this is both good and terrifying. Okay? That again and again, when people experience the presence of God, what happens when Moses experiences the burning bush? He's afraid. And he's told to do what? Take off his shoes, right? He's on hold the ground to approach fearfully, right? And again and again in the temple, when people approach, what happens? They're afraid. And I love telling this story. So God makes a covenant with the people of Israel. He comes down on the temple, right? And they see, they feel the thunder, lightning. God comes down. What do the people say? They say, you know what, Moses? You go talk to God. They, they say, we don't want to talk to God. You go talk to God. You go talk to God and we'll do whatever you say. That's what the people of Israel say. You know why? Because God is terrified. And so what's funny about this is it says that there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus, and Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Terrified. He sees this light of Jesus Christ, verse 84, and his response is, this is good, I think I can stay here, but I'm also terrified. So if you ever had a really powerful encounter with God, this really good, it can also be really terrifying. So most of being a priest is that. Actually, that's okay, I'm just telling you. That most of being a priest is like really good God stuff that is also terrifying. And so, that's what it is. And I just love the way Luke puts this. 
He said he had no idea what he was saying. He literally had no idea. He is like overcome by what is taking place. And so the presence of God is overwhelming. And so when we come before God at the beginning of the Mass, right, we invoke the Holy Trinity, right? What to be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? We do the call of security, which is a prayer for what? Why does it Almighty God in whom all our children, all desires known? What's the purpose of that prayer? Security that we pray with security. That our hearts will be right before God. Right? Then I remind you of the law. Love God, love others. Then what do we say? Lord, have mercy. Right? So when we experience God's presence, we realize our need for mercy. That's the point. You still with me? Now, what I want you to understand, and the reason I need the Holy Church to have is this verse, verse 97. And a cloud was a shadow of And a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. What's happening here? So, we have Jesus, radiant light, light, the light of divinity. We have the cloud, which I gave you some background on, which represents the Holy Spirit. And then we have the voice, which represents the Father. This is the manifestation of the Holy Trinity. That's what I want you to understand. Okay? So we have Jesus manifested to the apostles as the divine light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and it was life, and that life was the light of men. And we're going to say the priest, God of God, light of life, is the light of God. We have this glory cloud that comes down, which is the Holy Spirit, who comes down upon us, and we pray for him to come down from heaven upon the gift, from the altar, he's manifested, and then we have the voice of the Father. This is a Trinitarian experience that they have here. And so, in, I'm going to give you a funny term, I want you to repeat it. You ready? Come on. Energetic manifestation. Go! Right, that's how we describe, because the Father doesn't have a body, right? So how do we describe the Father that we know himself knows, right? So we would say that we have three energetic manifestations. I've got another hypostasis. Yes. So hypostasis is three persons, persons, right? So we have three persons in one substance, one divine God. That's how we understand the truth, right? And so, we have the Father, and then the Son who is begotten, and the Holy Spirit who proceeds. And so what we have here in the Transfiguration is Christ's divinity is made known through the manifestation of his life. And then that is confirmed by the Holy Spirit being present in the cloud and the voice of the Father coming down. Okay? So I gave you all that. So I can answer the question I started with, which is why does the church give us this? 
before we start Lent every year. And so, uh, the answer is in this verse. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is such an odd thing. They go to the mountain, Jesus prayed, he shined, they had this whole experience, and he said, Tell no one. Strange. And the reason for that is that what they had experienced on the mountain, still have to come to the Jesus of all because that's their own resurrection. And we have to go on that journey with them. And so the transfiguration prepares us for our own journey during that. We come down the mountain, we experience the transfiguration, and now we enter with Jesus into the earth with the cross so that we prepare for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But, as we do that, we go to become like him by receiving his life. Now, I'm reminding you of our call that for today, which is beautiful, which is the prayer of the call. That we would behold his faith. It says, Grant that we, behold by faith, the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross, and be changed in his, into his likeness. For the glory of the Lord. That is our hope. That we will behold his faith, his faith, to experience his unfaithful life, and by his life to be transformed. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.